Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I am very pumped today. We have a special guest that is new to the game of real estate. He's been doing it for 14 months and is a straight rock star, has done over 40 transactions, uh, right at the pick of 40, actually, and has cherry-picked some of the best rentals, has a portfolio of six rentals that he's keeping right now. Just a rock star doing it, and you know, absolutely changed his life all within the first year. So it's definitely a testament that anybody can do this. Um, you know, the, the, right, the right heart, the right drive, the right guidance, along with several other things, um, you know, has a huge part to play in it, but we are going to learn from somebody that's doing exactly that. So you guys are definitely in for a treat. As always, if you find value in this, make sure that you go to iTunes and, uh, hit that subscribe button as well as leave a review. And, uh, that'll just promote it out to a bunch of people out there, which will help the goal to reach a million people and break off those limited beliefs. And overall, this podcast is all geared towards educating people, motivating them, and preparing them to take action. So we are definitely going to be doing that today. So without further ado, Stephen Miller, what is up, brother? How are you, man? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude. I, I'm super excited. So where are you coming out from? I am in northeastern Ohio. Uh, my market is Can- Akron, Canton, Ohio. Okay, awesome. And how long have you been doing this? Uh, so this is for number 14 month. I've been doing it for 14 months now. 14 friggin' months. And how many deals have you done? So I'm right at 40 deals. I've got a few more in the pipeline that we'll be closing on soon, but I'm right at 40 right now. So I know I just announced all this stuff, but I'm telling you, it, it's just so powerful when, when it comes out of the person's mouth that has just been, you know, taking action and crushing it. So, dude, kudos to you. I got to give it up to you for crushing it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I can't say I've really been blessed. Yeah. A lot of hard work has went into it. Damn right. Yeah, real estate's not easy, but anything that's that's worth it at the end, that's going to pay you very well and and be able to change other people's lives, I'm sure it's not just changing yours. I'm sure there's a circle of people around you, uh, as well as the the home buyers or um, home sellers as well that you're definitely impacting their lives for the better. So it's not going to be easy, but at the end of the day, it's doable and it's definitely rewarding on both sides. So, um, for anybody that's crazy out there and doesn't know exactly who you are because you are new in the game, do you mind just giving a breakdown of who you are and exactly what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Stephen Miller, I am, I, I grew up in Southern Ohio and uh, moved up to north northeastern part of Ohio about five years ago. I grew up in a you know average family. We always had that average income, average lifestyle. There was nothing you know great about it. There was nothing exceptional. I didn't have anybody you know telling me I could do anything. That I, I had wonderful parents. I will say that I had wonderful parents, but I never had anybody that truly believed in me to you know go go do what you were made to do and you can achieve anything in life. Never had anybody like that telling you know telling me that, but. Uh, that being said, I, uh, I had people telling me the opposite, telling me I'll never amount to anything, I'll always be a loser, I'm too short, I'm too fat, I, I just, you know, everything, they, they, they'll throw, throw everything at you. Wow, so, uh, all the naysayers, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, all the naysayers. <laughs> okay. But I always loved the entrepreneur lifestyle, or, or I shouldn't say lifestyle, I always loved, you know, making money on my own, selling something or making a profit from something. Yeah. Um, so I, Five years old, I was already. My dad had a furniture store, and uh, I was already selling uh, pop and popcorn outside my dad's store. You know, to the customers. Obviously, everybody bought it because it's a little, little five-year-old kid outside. They just felt bad for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And so everybody bought it, and uh, then I went from that, and I w- uh, started trading horses. I bought and sold horses, miniature horses. Did that until I was like 16 years old, and then my dreams kind of got crushed um at 16 15 16 years old when I had to go get a job my dad wanted me to go to get a job but 
you know, it's nothing against him. He just didn't know better. He thought that's the norm. You know, that's what you should do. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I did. I went and got a job and, uh, you know, made an average income, actually below average income. Um, and then when I was uh, 20, between 20 and 21, I was looking for something. I wanted to own my own business. I wanted to do something. I just had no idea what I want to do or I didn't know uh I never thought I would be capable of starting my own business. But then I actually got introduced to network marketing, which was, and I'll still say that to this day, it was the best thing that ever happened to me in business because I got my teeth knocked out a million times. You know, <laughs> <laughs> calling all your friends and your buddies and your cousins, your mom and your dad, you know, you're calling everybody up and uh, <laughs> trying to sell them on your network marketing thing. And uh, I got knocked down a million times. I just kept going. I, I was like, man, you know, if this is real, if I can make this kind of money, let's go. But uh, that didn't turn out the way that I had planned for it to turn out. I did make a, a really good income for like two or three months and it all fell apart. Um, at the time, I thought, you know, dude, like I'm going to, I think I made like 10 grand my second month. Yeah. And the third month I made like two grand. Like it went from good money to no money. And yes. at, I received my like close to $10,000 that one month. I was like, dude, I'm set for life. I'm going to kick back now and I'm going to retire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that smacked me in the face again. And then uh, my, my mentors in the network marketing industry, they started talking to me, you know, Hey, start doing personal development. You know, you need to need to start reading books. And I thought, whatever, who needs to read books? I haven't read a book since I was in school. Like, why should I be reading now? And, you know, I had the know it all attitude, you know, when it comes to personal development, I, I was just new to it. I never heard of it before. I didn't know people, uh, I didn't know people do personal development and work on this all. I didn't know that there's anything like that that exists. But yeah. uh, after getting it knocked at my teeth, knocked out about 10 times and a year, I think it was like a year and a half later, um, I actually started digging into books. I went to uh, personal development seminars. I started working on myself, um, but I, I was still at a job. My wife and I got married in six, 2016. We were busted. We were hundred percent broke at the time. And uh, stressed out about money, and I, I knew, like, I had a vision, I had a dream, I knew I was, I was good enough to, to make a really good income, I knew there was more to life than going to a job that I hated every single day of my life, and I was just willing and open to do whatever it takes to get there. I um, hear you. You know, when, I, when you come from the broke, busted, and disgusted part, then, you know, you're, you're definitely trying to get out of that atmosphere and uh, run away from that as fast as you can. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, this is not, I'm not trying to make a rags to riches story or anything like that, but it's almost what happened <laughs> or still in the process of happening. Of course. So when I was, uh, let's see, let's back up to uh, 14 months ago. Um, that was in November of 2017. So February of 2017, my boss walks up to me and he told me he was, cause I, I was trying to do my own thing. I was doing anything that I can to earn money besides my job. And so he, he walked up to me uh, one day and he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm going uh, on a five year trip for some missionary work. So he walks up to me. He's like, I'm going on a five year trip, uh, missionary trip, and uh, I'm not going to be around. And I need four guys or five guys that are hundred percent committed to my business um, while I'm gone, can you commit to five years? And I didn't even think before I answered, it literally just ruled off my tongue. I was like, no, I won't be able to do that. Yeah. Cause I knew in the back of my mind, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to, I'm going to do something and I'm not going to work for somebody else. Yeah. And I went home and I, I told my, I, I realized we were completely broke at this time. I went home to my wife. I had to go tell my wife that I just quit my job. <laughs> I was like, please, Lord, don't let her be too mad at me. <laughs> so, so I went home. I told my wife, I was like, hey, um, so I kind of got fired slash laid off slash I quit. I'm not sure which one of those it is, but I don't have a job after two weeks. In two weeks from now, I won't have a job, a job anymore. She's like, okay, what are you going to do? I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to do something. So I, at that time, I was really like digging into real estate, like trying to teach uh, or tr trying to learn uh, more about real estate. And, uh, and I thought flipping is going to be the greatest thing on planet earth. I'll be a multimillionaire after the first flip. I was like, if I can just get my hands in my first flip, I'll, I'll be rich forever. And, uh, 
So I told her, I was like, I'm going to find money. I'm going to find somebody to, that trusts me and that will borrow me the money and I, we're going to flip houses. In the meantime, I just did some taxi work. Um, humbling to say that, but I was, I was the taxi around town just trying to pay the bills and doing whatever it takes. And hats off to my wife. She's absolutely amazing. Uh, she supported me 100% of the way. She was very supportive. She didn't freak out when I told her I'm not going to have a job anymore. She That's looked at me. Yeah, I mean, what, what, is, what a soldier, definitely holding you down and, uh, and supporting, which is so, so crucial. It really yes, it is. is. Yep, agreed. Um, she just looked at me and she's like, well, I trust you. I know you've got it in you to do more and, uh, and make more money than what you're making at your job. So whatever it takes, I'm all in. Oh, I love it. Okay, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. If you're all in, we're going to do this. So what did you do next to actually get, I mean, did you jump into real estate right after the day you, you, uh, your last day or what happened? No. So I started doing taxi work. I started okay. holding people just to pay the bills yep. while I was doing that. I was networking, talking to everybody, trying to come up with some money yep. trying to find somebody that will partner with me to flip a, uh, flip a, uh, a property. Yeah. Yep. So finally found that person in March. So the next month I found that person. He was willing to split profits and he just trusted me. He was like, you know, um, let's find, let's find a property. Let's rehab it, sell it and, and split the money. I found a property and a, we paid way too much for it. Yeah. Uh, B we got too much in the rehab and C it didn't sell for what it was supposed to sell for. So my first flip, I actually, I, I spent six days a week at this flip. Um, from six o'clock in the morning till late, late at night in between there, I was doing taxi work, you know? Um, and I had a good friend of mine, which, uh, he's been in construction for quite a few years. He was helping me and, uh, we, we had projected, you know, we, we can make at least $20,000 on this flip. Um, and we ended up walking away with zero money. Like, I mean, close your eyes, like zero profit. Um, so I, you didn't lose any money though. We didn't lose any money. No. Woo! Yeah, that's, that's a blessing, right? <laughs> yes, 100%. It is a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I always say, but that, that deal that I did, that was from April till, I want to say June. We got it sold in June. And that deal alone has made me more money than any other deal that I've ever done. The lessons that I learned from that deal um, learning that it's not a get rich quick. Again, I was trying to get rich quick. It didn't work. Um, just so just all those different things. It just taught me a lot of lessons that nobody could have ever told me. I, I had people telling me, look, that's not, it's not as easy as it looks. Look, you know, you need to be careful, blah, blah, blah. But I was just out there to take massive action. That's all I cared. I'm going to flip a property, make money or not. I want to flip a property. <laughs> yeah. Well, you hit your goal. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, what a blessing. Obviously you gave up your time, which is a big asset, but uh, you got to give up something in the beginning as far as the learning curves go. And uh, you know, what a blessing that you didn't actually have to pay for it at the end of the day. And it didn't cost you guys money, but um, you know, and all the lessons that you learned, I'm sure along the way, that's huge. Absolutely. So yeah. name off, you know, just quickly name off a, a few different uh, lessons that you did learn throughout that first flip. So the first lesson that I learned, and and this leads me to my next, uh, to what I'm doing today, and that is I bought way overpriced, like way too much for this property. Like I should have got it for probably, I should have got it for $20,000 less. At the time, I, I seen the numbers. And so what did I do? I just bumped my ARV up, my after repair value. I just bumped that up and I was like, well, we'll, we'll sell it for 150 and or wait we'll sell it for one 140 yeah we'll sell it for 140 and you know that didn't happen we, we ended up selling it for 120 and that's where all our profit went out the door i okay. knew it i knew when i was doing my numbers i knew we should have got it a lot less than what we got it for um and we made that offer and then when they didn't accept it me and the other guy that did the deal with me we were talking about we were like dude we just want to do a deal like let's just do this one i was like yeah yeah yeah, yeah let, let's do it <laughs> and so we ended up not ended up not making any money because we we paid way too much for the property yeah okay and then um as far as the remodel went did you guys overpay or get um have any issues with contractors yeah, so we were we spent way over budget on rehab. There again, that was a 
major, major lesson for me. And I use it to, to this day. I still use that. Um, I still go back to those numbers and I'm like, you know, I didn't figure enough for flooring, for kitchen, for, you know, a lot of different things. And then to top everything off, we had water in the basement and which is not good. You don't want to, you don't want a wet basement. Nah. Um, <laughs> and so I tried everything that I could, like I put all kinds of sealer on this basement and we ended up getting a guy in and, and actually uh, waterproofing the basement. Well, that costs a bunch of money too. And uh, so we were way over uh, our, our rehab budget. And, uh, but yeah, the, the main thing, but the, here it always goes back to, if we would have bought it at the right price, we would have made money. Yeah. If I would have followed my numbers like I was supposed to, we would have still made money, even though we had more in the rehab than we were expecting. Gotcha. Okay. So obviously the first one, you know, some learning curves, but uh, something extremely useful because you still use those numbers and, um, you know, the lessons learned from that first one. So moving forward, how long until your second deal? So I did my first flip in, the, in February to June, and then we did the second one. We bought it in July. Okay. And uh, so the guy that went in with that one, he actually ended up doing owner financing to the buyers. Cool. And so uh, he just cut me a little check, um, a little, little bit of profit for my time basically is what it amounted to um, that he cut out for me and he sold it on owner financing. Okay. Um, so that move, moving forward, basically you just focused on wholesaling for the most part, correct? Well, so that was those two real estate experiences. And yeah. then I completely quit. I was like, this is not working. I have to do something different. I need to hire a coach. I need to figure out what's going on. Somewhere I am making a huge mistake because this is not making money. I spent, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours with, with this, uh, these two flips and walking away with the total, I think I walked away with maybe $5,000 mm. out of the two flips, which the first one zero, the second one like five grand. Yeah. I was like, so like th this is not going to work. I'm not going to keep flipping properties and making five grand is just not worth it. It's not worth my time. And I knew right then I knew I was doing it wrong, but I knew there's people out there making an absolute killing in, in flipping homes. And so I was very, very open-minded for either for somebody to, to teach me, coach me. I would pay somebody, even though I was still out of money, I would still pay, try to pay somebody to coach me. Okay. Awesome. Yep. So then you, you went out there, you, uh, you found a coach and then, you know, I guess the everything just kind of aligned up and started clicking. Yeah. So uh, I, I found Chris Rude was my coach. That's who I hired to mentor me. I seen him on Facebook, yep. and he was saying how he does something with contracts and makes money, and which is wholesaling. Uh, for those of you listening in, that's you know assigning a contract that's called wholesaling. He was talking about that. I hadn't at that point. I had never heard of wholesaling before. I didn't even. I didn't know it existed. I had no idea what he was talking about, but he was saying how you can do it with little to no money and, uh, and you can make really good money just flipping contracts. So I watched him for a while. I reached out to him and uh, I, I hired him October. I still remember the day. It was October 28th, 2017. I hired him to, uh, to start coaching me and I had to borrow the money. Here again, we were still not doing well financially. Um, I had to borrow the money from a friend just to hire him uh, to, to coach me and, and what wholesaling is. So October, 20, October 28th is when I hired him knowing zero about, about wholesaling. I knew a little bit about real estate because I did two flips, which really meant not too much at that point because I was doing it all wrong. Um, but I was able to apply the things that I learned in those two flips and, and transferred over to where I'm at today. I love it, man. That's so good. So after, I guess, about how long until um, as you started working with him, October 28th, you started to get in the, everything just started aligning. So October 28th, I, start, I bought his course and I watched the entire eight hours of content that day. And uh, I started doing, following his steps. And here's a, is a major lesson. Don't think that you have to know everything before you take massive action. Of course. Knowledge, knowledge on ice is it's knowledge without action is just, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's worthless. You can know everything, but if you're not applying it and taking massive, massive action, it means zero. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so true because I mean, at the end of the day, there's so much to be learned out there, and you can you can read until you know your hands are all blistered up from turning the pages. Um, but or listen to you know however you learn. But at the end of the day, once you actually take action and jump into it and get hands on, you know that's when you're gonna learn to the third degree. That's when it's going to get real, you know, yeah. so you're going to have to put it into play sometime. And, and that's tremendous. Okay. So what happened next? So I just started taking massive over the top action. Okay. Um, my wife didn't see me. She's, I think she's watching on Facebook here. Um, but she's on here. So she knows I, she didn't see me for probably the first, for sure. The first couple of months I was just not around I was either talking to buyers sellers um, contractors I was just talking to everybody I needed a house I started marketing so I borrowed to wrap this all up here I, I borrowed the money to get started I had a couple hundred bucks left over in my bank account and I used that for marketing so I had a couple hundred bucks for marketing and I went with the absolute cheapest marketing out there which is banded signs I just started putting out a crap ton of bandit signs. I just put them everywhere uh, with the $250 worth that I could buy. And so my phone started ringing and I freaked out. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to say, but, uh, it, but I just took what I learned from the course and I asked the questions. I kind of had a script. I just asked the questions and uh, I was able to wholesale my first deal. Uh, I think it was like 35 days after I bought the course, I wholesaled my first deal and made like $9,000 off of it. That, that was the most money that I ever made just on one in one check, you know, one check hitting my bank account. That was the most money that I ever made. And I, I looked at it. I, I just couldn't believe it. it. To me, it was like, dude, if I can do this again. And, and my thoughts, I was, I was thinking, I was like, seriously, like, what did I do to create this money? I talked to, I put out some marketing. I met the seller, called the buyer, took the buyer to show him the property. And it was all done. Yeah. By the contract, everything was done. It was so ABC. I was like, I mean, if I can do one, it's taking me about four hours to do three, four hours to do one. I can do 20 of these in a week. I, it's unlimited almost how many you can do in a week. And so yeah. that got me like super fired up. And I, I just took, again, I took all out massive action, which I believe is the key to success. Or one of the keys to success is all out massive action. I didn't know, I didn't know all the right things to say to the seller. I didn't know all the right things to say to the buyer. Um, I didn't know, I didn't, I had never filled out a contract, like personally filled out a contract before uh, because the two properties that we flipped, those were all in my, my partner's name. So I never even touched a contract. I was completely clueless. And I, and Chris walked me through the entire process of, of how to uh, fill out the contract, got all that taken care of. And we just started wholesaling properties. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, dude. Congratulations. Once again, I feel like, you. you know, that that's super exciting. And, you know, I, I just remember like my first couple as well, uh, how exciting it was. And then just like receiving a big check. It's like, Oh man, like, you know, it pumps you up for the next one. So it, it's awesome. Okay. So, Let's dive into some of the, the education behind it. At the end of the day, a lot of people out there can make it very complicated and confusing. But if you really just simplify it and look at it, you know, it, it's very simple. You know, you're putting marketing out there. You're finding the seller. You're talking to them just like people skills, you know, seeing how motivated they are. Get it tied up under contract. Find an end buyer, which is an investor. Get him to, you know, agree to the price. And then, uh that middleman that assigning the contract to him, good to go. And, uh, and then you get your check so you can repeat the process. So if you don't mind kind of breaking down a little bit of these steps, uh, like what do you think was the most important or uh, influential as far as, you know, some of the steps that you were taking along the way? So I think the thing that got me off to a super, super fast start is, starting personal development i started personal doing personal development meaning reading books listening listening to audios no longer listening to country music rap whatever anybody's listening to turn that crap off listen to audios and, and getting the right mindset was the key that started this all off to, to so when i got seen wholesaling i already was able to apply everything that I learned in, in my personal development, meaning, you know, massive action and, and things like that, that really took, I was able to apply that. But 
to, to make it very simple for somebody, if you're just, you know, listening to this podcast and you're just hopping on here and you've never wholesaled a deal before, the, like the number one thing from starting out is if you're not talking to people, you're going nowhere. You have to talk to people. You have to put marketing out there to get that first deal. You've got to put marketing out there or nobody, your phone's not just going to all of a sudden just start ringing with a motivated seller saying, Hey, I need to sell my property. Can you help me out? <laughs> if people don't know you, they can't contact you. So that is the key thing is just getting that marketing out there and letting everybody know in your town, all your friends, family, neighborhood, it doesn't matter. Just let everybody know you're in real estate because where there's people, there's problems. So you're always surrounded with people that have problems and they don't know to call you if they don't know that you're in real estate. So if you're, if you let everybody know that you're in real estate, I've got quite a few referrals. I made thousands of dollars last year off of referrals just by talking to everybody, letting everybody know, Hey, I'm in real estate. I buy real estate. If you know if anybody want to sell their house, let me know. Um, and, and so that gives you referrals. But if you're not talking to people and if you're not putting out marketing, um, you're just not going to get any leads and you're just not going to make money if you don't get leads. Very true. Very true. So when you're doing the marketing, you know, what kind of ways are you most likely going about it? All different types of avenues. Are you doing social media, like pay-per-click, um, bandit signs, everything and above? So I've done all of what you just named. I've done every single one of them yeah. and more. Um, so a few things that I have, I've tried and tested it, but for somebody, if you don't have momentum going, if you're just starting out, you don't have momentum going, um, write this down. Remember this. There's always a thing called driving for dollars. Yeah. It's called driving around neighborhoods, looking for vacant properties or, um, distressed properties, whatever. If you see motivation there, you can write down the address, you can skip trace it. You can send them a letter. You can cold call them. Or you can just simply um, download a, a great app that I use. It's called Deal Machine. And you can snap pictures. I even pay people to drive around and, and do that for me. It's just drive around, snap pictures, and, uh, and I get to sort through them. And you can send them a postcard from one click. Um, so that's, that's key to start getting the... Uh, start getting momentum going is if you're, let's say you're putting out banded signs. That's another, that's how I started out is putting out banded signs. I yeah. put out a ton of banded signs and I got started getting calls, but it still takes time for a deal to go through. So while you're, while you're waiting for your calls to come in from banded signs or direct mail, PPC, <laughs> I've tried all of those right now. I'm doing a ton of, uh, of direct mail. I'm doing a ton of direct mail. And uh, I have a few other marketing channels that I'm doing, which one is driving for dollars, bandit signs. I still do bandit signs to this day. I still like make a ton of money off of bandit signs. Uh, I have to be careful with the city. Some cities don't really appreciate bandit signs. Yeah. <laughs> but I still do bandit signs. But so while, what I was trying to get to is while you are um, waiting for the calls to come in, you can, there is so much that you can be doing while you're waiting. You can be talking to buyers, networking with buyers, networking with other people, real estate contractors, Learning repair estimates. That's the biggest or one of the big things for buyers. Your buyers want to know, hey, what's an estimate? Like, what are you thinking it's going to cost to rehab it? Don't waste my time. I don't want to drive out there and look at it. And then you are way off on your rehab. So start calling contractors. Talk to everybody. You know, what does flooring cost? Uh, what does the new kitchen cost? And it's all, it, every market is different. So a cost for what something's going to cost in my market is different from any other market or pretty much. But while you're waiting for those leads to call, come in, you can simply hop in your car, make sure you have a full tank of gas, hit the road, and look for distressed properties. That will get your phone ringing like that. Yeah. Like super quick. Dude, I'm so glad that you mentioned uh, the deal machine. My, my buddy, David Leco. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's great. We had him on the podcast uh, about a, you know, a few months ago. And for any of the listeners that do want to take advantage of that, uh, definitely reach out. We have, I believe, somewhere on the website. Otherwise, um, I, I have a referral code for you guys so you can get the first two weeks free, I believe, and then also uh, the first $20 on the house um, as far as marketing goes. But that that is some solid stuff. So have you got deals through the app? So I just started using it like, I think it was about a month ago. Okay, cool. So I'm just starting to get the phone calls. Good, 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 man. I love it. Super cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So as uh, so, marketing's good to go, and then moving on. Once you're talking with these sellers, like, what are the the questions that you like to have prepared, and are do you have a script ready to go? So I've never used a script. 
Um, Chris had taught me what to, the questions to ask. And yeah. I've, I've, I've talked to a couple hundred sellers already in the past 14 months. I've talked to a couple hundred people and I've asked these questions over and over and over again. Um, but to, to see if people are motivated or to, to find out if they're motivated and if it's actually a deal, um, a few questions that I asked. One is, first off, I start out, you, you've got to be super nice and transparent with these people. You've got to, you know, they, they think you're just some stranger trying to take advantage of them. And they have to know that you're kind, you, you care about them. So that, that has a lot to do with it. But a few of the questions that I ask when, when I get a call, if I want to know if there's motivation there, number one, I ask them, you know, um, you know what their property is like, if, uh, how many bedrooms, bath, um, what kind of repairs does it need? And if, if you're in real estate, you already know this, every seller's, or pretty 90% of the seller's house, they are nothing but pure gold. The house, the house will grow gold. Never needs repairs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you have to overlook that. You have to understand that they are always exaggerating when they say their house is in great condition. You have to plan for repairs to be that uh, it's going to need repairs. Uh, but another thing is that I ask. Yeah, just time out really quick. So I've actually been running into this situation with uh, some other people that I'm coaching currently, and it is something. If a seller tells you that, you know, the perfect, it's the best house in the world, there's nothing that needs to be remodeled, it's all good to go, then I always like to follow up with the question, oh, perfect, you, you must have just remodeled it, right? And if they say yes, you know, or whatever it may be, they're going to start diving deeper into, okay, well, when was it remodeled? What, you know, last month? Oh, no, it was back in, you know, about 10 years ago, back in 2001 or something. It's like, no, no. Okay, but uh, but I've never purchased a house, even a fully remodeled one, uh, that I'm not like I'll still need to put a couple thousand dollars into it here and there. I've never had anything that's absolutely like above and beyond perfect. And some people might, but I I always highly recommend putting that just having an allowance in there, some kind of um, you know extra budget just in case for the mysterious. Who knows? Yeah, man, I love that. I'm gonna steal that from you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I never gave that one a thought. I'm going to steal that one from you from now yeah. on. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, that is, that's so true. I love it. Um, so another, uh, just back to the, to the script or the, the questions that I ask, another question that I ask is, uh, is there a specific reason why, why you are calling me to sell your property? And I just let them talk. Uh, some of them will lie to you and say, no, just curious what you would pay for. They will, a lot of motivated sellers don't, will not pretend to be motivated. They will pretend that everything's cool. Um, just want to see what you would pay for it. But there's always a deeper problem. You just got to know the questions to ask and you got to dig, um, to get those, uh, get those questions out of them or those answers out of them. Sorry. But, uh, but no, so if, if I hear, and then I ask them, you know, if there, is there a mortgage on the property, which a mortgage to me, I don't care what, I shouldn't say I don't care, but it, it's, don't, I don't care too much if somebody has a mortgage to them or on the property because there's ways around that where we can still take down the property subject to. I love those properties. Um, so I'm always open to if they say, yeah, I still owe this. Okay, well, then just break your numbers down. Um, what's, what's their monthly payment with taxes and insurance? And uh, what's it going to rent for? And uh, what kind of repairs does it need? And sometimes you can pay the seller, you know, a couple thousand bucks and they can walk away and you'll just take over the mortgage and you've got a rental property and using none of your own credit and uh, you're, you're going to cash flow. So it's a, it's a neat little way to, to create a, a ton of cash flow by t helping people out of their mortgage. Yeah, that's huge. So never yeah. give up basically if, if you run into a situation where there is a mortgage on there, you still got to run your numbers and sometimes it can be even better. For sure. Uh, so yeah, those are the few questions that I ask. I always try to get get them to tell me um, why they're want, why they're calling me because uh, there's always a reason. And, and for those that are that tell me uh, that there's really no reason, and I I ask a few more questions, and I'll just schedule an appointment with them, um, and I'll go out. And I'm honestly nine out of ten of the nine out of ten of those deals, I will still get them. There's mm -hmm. always something behind the scenes. There's yeah. always something they don't didn't want to come out with. They're talking to a stranger on, on, on the phone. They have no idea if they can trust me. They don't want to tell me their life story over the phone, you know, after talking to me for three, three to five minutes. No, of um, course. That makes sense. Yeah. So for me, I personally, I go to, if it's a property that I, that I have interest in or that I know that's going to be gone like that. Now there's some properties in the hood around here that nobody wants. You can, you cannot even give those properties away. 
Um, I have a few buyers, but everything's got to be perfect. But not, I would say 95% of the uh, of the calls that I get that is something is there. It's going to be something. I'll go out and I'll meet with the sellers. Um, okay. It's never a waste of time. You never know. I, I mean, there's been a few times. I just went to one yesterday or the, yeah, this week I went to an appointment and there was nothing there. Like he was kind of motivated to sell it, but he, I needed to get it like $10,000 less than his absolute rock bottom price. But the cool part about it, he's also an investor. He's a contractor. He just wanted to get out of this one. Um, and now he's a buyer. So you never know what, what it's going to lead to by just going out and meeting people. And meeting a new person will never hurt anybody. That's so good. It is so good. Okay, so quickly, just because I feel like there's a bunch of different things I, I want to cover. Uh, so when you get to the house and you're kind of you're digging a little bit deeper into the questions and, and really trying to pull everything out of them, what like how are you going about getting uh, the estimate repairs together? So just getting the estimate repairs of like walking through the house. So yep. I've talked to enough contractors. I have flipped those two properties. Those gave me a really good idea what things cost. Yep. I'm always talking to investors. And anytime that I'm not sure, I either call a contractor or a, uh, or an, another investor that I work with to, to ask them the question. But while I'm going through the house, I have a general idea is it, and I might be off by a couple thousand dollars here and there, but you know, a bathroom, I know what a bathroom is going to cost. I know what a kitchen is going to cost. I know what the flooring paint, um, if it needs windows, roof, and all those different kinds of things in the back of my mind, I kind of know where the numbers are with those different types of stuff that need repairs. Of course. So at the end, um, this is this is my favorite way to get the price down. Is I turn my volume on high on my phone, so so when I'm using the calculator, the sellers can hear me click around on it, and they know that their house is not in perfect condition. If I am sitting there on my phone for a, a minute or two, crunching numbers, just you know, click 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 click, they hear that, and they're in their head. That already lets them know. This is just psychology. That already lets them know okay, my house does have some problems. And also I, I point things out as we walk, as the seller walks me through the property, I point things out. I tell them, hey, listen, um, just so you're aware, like something like this, like this flooring in here, I'm gonna have to change that. Um, we go up in the, or we go to the bathroom and their toilet is 50 years old. Um, just so you're aware, you know, we're gonna put in a new, a new vanity, we're gonna put in a new toilet. Um, this shower, you see all the stains and everything, just so you're aware. Though these are all things like when we get done with this property, it's going to be in awesome condition. Um, and, and you might even want to come back and walk through it and see the difference, you know, the transformation of this property. This is going to look amazing. And, and we want to get it ready for a new family to move in and are comfortable with living there and knowing they don't have any major repairs in the next 30 years. Like every, the roof is good. The windows are good. The flooring, everything is good. Everything's up to date. And so that helps me grind down that price. That's um, so good. That, that's really awesome because I, I do the same thing as far as like painting the vision into them and letting them know like, we're going to take care of your baby that you've, you know, you've invested in and, and have loved for a long time. I know right now it, it's one of those situations that you're letting go of the baby, but we're going to take good care of it and set it up for another awesome family. So that's cool. Yeah, love it. Absolutely. Uh, another thing that I do is uh, while I'm talking to the seller is, is, maybe when you're walking through is taking pictures. It's literally, we work kind of like an attorney is in court. He builds his case while he's working through the property, we're building our case. Um, so while I'm walking through the property, I show my sellers or I take pictures of the things that need repairs. And at the end I will have those pictures and I can show them to my seller and say, we'll swipe through the pictures. Like I will literally show them on my phone. We'll swipe through the pictures. And you know, you see that hole in that drywall. We're going to have to fix that. Like just little things. The more you can find, the more of a case you can build up. And then at the end, um, you know, they already understand, okay, my property doesn't need way more work, you know, than, than I thought it was going to need. And that gets them prepared for what I call a lowball offer because I pretty much lowball everybody. Um, I just get it at the price that I need for a retail buyer. It's lowballing because I have to get it way lower than what it, you know, what it's going for, what the properties are selling for on the market. I'll have to get it way less. Okay. So that, that kind of prepares them mentally that, okay, he's going to have to do a full rehab or whatever they want to call it um, on this property. So I'm going to have to take a lot less than I was expecting. And that gets them prepared. And then it's just, you can't make a low ball offer or a low offer, whatever you want to call it. Low ball sounds disrespectful. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. 
Good choice, words. Good choice of words. Good choice of words. That sounds disrespectful. I'm sorry. But I have to get it cheap. In order to make money in real estate, you have to get properties for the right price. There's no way around it. As long as you're selling the, or as long as you are solving people's problems, you're not lowballing anybody. You're solving people's problems. That's what we're doing. That's right. Um, so don't think you're lowballing. If, if let's say, just for an example, if somebody uh, owes twenty thousand dollars on a hundred thousand dollars that needs ten thousand dollars of work, and you just pay off their mortgage because they're in foreclosure. They're going to lose their property regardless if you buy it or not. Yep. You're helping them out. You're saving their credit. That's You're so saving true. Their credit for, that they don't, they don't have a bankruptcy or a foreclosure on their credit history. Yeah. So that's worth $20,000 to them. They're going to pay that in interest on, on a new loan, you know, coming up in the future. Yeah. The end they can buy, they can buy another property in just a few years or, you know, whatever it may be. That's awesome. Absolutely. But that being said, the key element that I use for talking to sellers there it's I think it's the absolute key to this business is uh, is people skills there's no way around that you gotta have people skills or you if you don't have people skills don't think you can't create them because you really can yeah or if you can't if you think you can just hire somebody that's a talkative person and and has good commu communication skills I can't count on one hand how many times that I go to an appointment and within five minutes, I am sitting in their living room with them and they are telling me their life story and crying over things that have went wrong in the past 90 days or a year, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, they are literally crying to me. And why is that? Because I care about people. I really do. I care about people. I want to help people. I want to help anybody, you know, that is in a situation that I can help them with. I just love helping people um, and that you have to have that caring heart. Don't just do it from hit from here. You have to do it from your heart because uh, people will sense that like a dog, like a dog smells fear. Like they know when you're scared, people will sense that if you're like, if you're looking the other way and you're not listening to what they're even saying, they're not going to spill the beans to you and you have zero rapport at that time. So if you truly listen to what people say and you truly care about them and don't even talk about the property, don't talk about, you know, what they want for the property. That's the last thing you want to talk about when you get there. That's the last, my last um, subject that I go to is what they're looking to get out of the property. First off, just truly genuinely care about them. Talk to them about, you know, if there's a picture of a football uh, picture, a football player up on the wall, talk about football. I don't care if you don't like football, talk about it anyway. And, and they'll just start building rapport with it, with the seller and they, you know, notice something that they like and instantly there's a relationship there. Yeah, no, that, that's great advice. I love it. When you do build the relationship with them, you walk through the house, you get them to sign the contract, you present the offer because at the end of the day, you just got done going over what it's going to cost you for the remodel or the end, uh, end buyer for the remodel. Uh, how are you building up your buyers list? Networking. I built my entire buyer's list just from networking. I used to put out signs, you know, off-market properties available with my phone number. I used to do all that stuff. I never got, I think I got one phone call and amounted to nothing. Mm -hmm. So talk to everybody. And if you're not talking, this is something that I think Chris teaches this. You have two responsibilities, talking to buyers, talking to sellers. Obviously, there's marketing. There's other things that are involved in the business. But do money-making activities. Yeah. That is, you've got to do money-making activities. If you're not doing money-making activities, you're not making money. You're not going to increase your, uh, in increase your income, increase your deals. Yeah, I love that. I call them IPAs. So I'm doing IPAs today. Not the, not the beer, not the drink, but income-producing yeah. activities. Yes, love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, IPA. <laughs> I just caught on. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I love it. Okay, um, so like, uh, is there anywhere in particular that in your area that you're networking? Um, obviously, you're telling everybody and getting excited everywhere you go. But is there like a, a better place that you would recommend people to get started as they're out and about? Obviously, you know, McDonald's might not be the place to network and, and tell everybody about it unless you're looking to get the, the buyers list. Who knows? Or not, not, not buyer's list, uh, seller's list. Yeah, so uh, going to REI meetings, real estate meetings, your networking events around whatever city that you're in, that's great. However, I, I went to a few around here, but I didn't find a lot of contacts from what I was looking for. Really? 
Oh yeah. So I, there was just, there's no major, like right in Canton and Akron, there's only a few real estate meetings. And at the time I didn't even know about them. I tried to find them. They were nowhere on Facebook. There were no, you know, I couldn't find them. So I just started talking to everybody. I started talking to everybody, all my friends. And then another way that I got the word out was uh, if somebody brings me a buyer, I'll give you $500 on the first deal that I closed with them. That got me a ton of buyers. And then one investor knows another investor. I would talk to one investor. I'd say, hey, do you know of anybody that's investing? Boom, got their phone number, called them up, got their criteria. And, uh, and then I had another investor and I would do the same thing with him. Hey, do you know any investors? So it just, uh, it just starts a frenzy. You just keep talking to people and asking who they know and who they know and who they know. And before you know it, you've got a ton of buyers, really good buyers, because once one good investor always knows another serious good investor. So always, whenever you're selling a deal, whenever you're talking to, another thing is, is uh, real estate agents. That's another great way. Um, I was working with a real estate agent at the time and I told him, Hey, you know, I have this, I think it was a triplex or something. I had no buyers for it. So I uh, called him up. I was like, Hey, do you have any triplex buyers? I need a buyer like right now. And he's like, yeah, let me, let me see what I can do for you. And I didn't even let him know that he's going to get paid. He just did it out of kind of his heart. Uh, he just called or gave me his phone number. I called him and the guy came out literally the next day, the guy came out, signed a contract with me. And at closing, I sent my real estate investor more than what his little 3% cut would be. And that made him excited. So he's willing to do more deals with you. If you treat people right, treat your, treat, treat people right. It'll, it'll always come back. It'll yeah. always come back. It's so true. Yeah. Especially, um, kind of wrong wording. I was going to say, especially in the beginning, but maybe that's not the best. <laughs> Make sure you're treating everybody right. Like throughout the long run, but in the beginning, just to, you know, get them excited and incentivize, like, like let's build this relationship and really start crushing it together. You know, hook them up with something a little bit above and beyond. Yep. hundred percent. That, uh, what goes around comes around. You treat people right. They'll treat you right. And they'll always want to do more business with you. So true. Cool. So, uh, what else? I feel like that you just like broke it all down for everybody right now. All the listeners. It's like, dude, that's huge. Is there anything that we could do for you? Or did you have any uh, final thoughts? No. So I appreciate you having me on here, man. I, I really do. And uh, uh, it's great been getting, it's been great getting to know you and uh, I really appreciate you. I do have a, a few things I would like to talk about um, just to break things down for maybe beginners, maybe somebody that's just getting started and they have no idea what to, what their first step is. Over delivering. I love it. Bring it in, <laughs> buddy. I, I love it. I appreciate you, man. For sure, man. For sure. So the, the thing I've get a lot of people get so hung up with this, um, and that is hiring a coach. Um, I don't think everybody needs to hire a coach, but here's my here's my opinion on it. I knew that I could figure out how to wholesale properties, how to flip properties. I knew I could figure that out. But why would I not spend a couple thousand dollars, even though I had to borrow? Why not spend a couple thousand dollars or invest? Let me rephrase that: invest a couple thousand dollars in yourself by hiring a coach and taking that freaking learning curve off. It will cut so much time out of that learning curve if you just hire a coach that can tell you, no, don't do that, yes, do that, no, don't do that. And, and, a, and a good coach will, will tell you everything. He'll, he'll pour into you, he'll, they just pour life into you. They have so many good tips on, I mean, my mentor, when I was first starting out, I was literally like walking through a house and I would hit him up on box or some, I would just hit him up and be like, Hey, you know, this and this is wrong with the property. What do I do in this situation? And he would get like, you know, pretty much right back with me. If he didn't, I figured it out. Um, but it's just, it's the key. It will take the learning curve off of it. Now, if you, if you don't have the money, I didn't either. So there's friends out there. People have money, just talk to them. Um, but if that's not for you, there's tons of free content on YouTube, tons and tons of content on wholesaling. I just think that when you pay a coach, this is what it did for me. When I invested the money in hiring somebody to teach me how to do this, it made me responsible. I had to pay my buddy off that I owed him money. I had to make this work. There was no turning back. There was no, I burned every freaking bridge behind me. I just threw all my chips in. I said, let's go. I don't care what it takes. I am going to make this business work. And when you just, when you give a hundred percent commitment to something, when you give, go all in, throw all your chips in, don't look back. It just works. Does it work in the first month? Not for everybody, not for everybody. Trust me. This is a process. This is a business. 
most the reason most people fail at this business is one reason that is they quit too soon i don't care what kind of business you're in yeah it's like three feet from gold man you got to keep going yes 100%. You never know how close yeah and yep. just to touch on uh you know what you just pointed out with coaching i'm the exact same way i highly believe in coaching and Unfortunately, in the beginning, I didn't know enough about coaching and, you know, I, I felt like I was doing it all by myself. So stupidly, I did it all by myself. So I, I was soaking up all the education I could on YouTube, podcasts, all the books I could get my hands on. But I did it for two years and I did at least four hours every single day to feel confident enough and feel like I was educated enough to take action. But then on top of that, when I finally took action, I literally, I went through five different contractors. I should have sued three of them at least. And it took a year and two months. And it should have been like a month to maybe at the absolute max, two months of a project. I got screwed over on contracts, pay, paid way too much with contractors. You know, like, Time is your biggest asset. And I wasted two years on the education and then a full year and two months on that first project and had to overpay. So do you see like, like I'm coaching somebody right now and he took action and got his first deal within his first three weeks. Wow. And, you know, and it's like, and he's going to have a better damn deal than I did like in the beginning. So it's like learning from somebody that's already been there and done it is just tremendous. And obviously it's paid off for you. Like you've mentioned, it doesn't pay off for everybody and depends on your work ethic and your pain point behind it. You had to borrow money from somebody. So that was like, obviously your morals are very strong with integrity to not screw over your buddy and, and actually pay him back. So you had a pain point that was strong enough to do or die situation and you went all in. So I love that, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, a coach can, a coach can cut years out of your life experience. You know, yeah. you have, you'll go through all the all the bad stuff without one. And when you're with one, he can just tell you, no, don't do that. Do this. And it'll, it'll save you money. In the long yeah. run, it'll save you a crap ton of money. You'll make more money sooner. It's just like you said, you, the student that you have in three weeks, he's getting his first paycheck. Like, that's amazing. If he'd done that on, on his own, I don't know him, but probably not. He yeah. would have had questions. He no, I mean, he's wanted to jump in for the last two years and just didn't know where to go because all the different things on social media, everybody's claiming to have the perfect one way, and, and it gets distracting. Once you start diving into something, it becomes a little too hard or – whatever. And then you move on to the next thing. But there it is. also FYI, after I, I, uh, I screwed up on those first two deals and then, you know, started, I, I finally got some coaching and then it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Coaching coming to the rescue again. Yeah. yeah, It, it helped out as well. Very similar. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any, any other, um, you know, final thoughts besides, uh, the coaching? Um, uh, so I think I, I did have a few final thoughts. So I was, I yeah. kind of lost my, train of thought. Um, so I was talking about hiring a mentor. That was the, here's what I wanted to get to, uh, with, with hiring a mentor. Number one is, um, is cutting that learning curve out of the, of the way so you can get right to the deals, get right to the money. And that's what you'll make a lot more money, a lot faster doing that. And, and then what to do with your money. Don't just go blow all your money on cars, fancy cars. I have this question all the time. People ask me if you're making such good money, a lot of people, and I don't tell anybody how much money I make or I don't disclose it or whatever, but a lot of people, you know, know that I'm doing well because they see me doing a ton of deals um, on Instagram. I, I'm very active on Instagram, by the way, if you could please follow me. If you're listening, follow me. At, you can follow me at uh, Real Estate Miller, uh, Real Estate Miller. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I put a ton or quite a bit of content on there on real estate. But uh, a lot of people ask me, like, why are you not driving, you know, a luxury car or a luxury truck, whatever that may be. And investing your money is the most important thing. Real estate, real estate can build you tremendous amounts of wealth in a very, very short period of time. If you decide to invest those assignment fees or those profits from a flip, whatever you're doing, invest that back into real estate, invest it back into your business, and it will pay off in the long run. You will make 10 times more money than somebody as soon as they get a check. Let's go shopping. Let's go buy a new truck. Let's buy a new house. Let's do this. Let's do that. And before they know it, all their money is going right back to where they were in the beginning. Get your, get your mind straight and invest it back into your mind. I go to, uh, to uh, masterminds all the time. I went to one on January 4th. I'm going to another one 
this weekend I'm going to uh, to another mastermind and in March I'm going to another one so three months right back to back I'm going to masterminds and, and those just every time I come home from a mastermind my business literally just scales you just it's like magic it just scales because I apply everything that I learn at this at these masterminds I just apply to it to my business and they just it just blows up and it's it's amazing it's amazing but a lot of people one thing that I wanted to get to touch on a lot of people fail in this business because they are used to having a job uh, nothing against a job anybody working a job I have nothing against that but if you want to start your own business you have to keep in mind you don't have a boss behind your back telling you hey this has to get done today you have to get this done today or you know in two weeks you're gonna get that paycheck. You know if you do this in two weeks you're gonna get that paycheck. This is a faith business. This is, you gotta have faith that this is gonna work. And for the first couple months, maybe even the first year, I just talked to a good friend of mine. He's been at this for over one year and he just cashed his first check uh, last week. He cashed a nice big check last week and it was his first one. But he can reinvest that all into marketing and he'll start doing the deal just you know, a lot more deals by reinvesting that money into marketing. Don't expect to come into this business or any business. I don't care what kind of business is it. Network marketing is it a, uh, a freaking hair salon. It doesn't matter what kind of business it's in. If you don't put in the work, you will not make money. If you need somebody to tell you to get off your ass and stop drinking beer on the weekends and get your ass to work, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it if you need to be told what to do every minute, every, uh, every minute of the day and, and what to do next. It's just take freaking massive action, go all out, and I promise you massive, massive results. If somebody would have told me a year ago that I'm going to be where I'm at today, I would have said, holy crap, that would be great. That would be great, but if I even reach half of my goals, I'll be okay. And I doubled, I literally hit double the goals that I had set for 2018. Um, I had set out to do, uh, to do less than what I actually did. And that taught me a lesson is to always set goals higher, always set your goals higher because yeah. what if I would have set my goals for, let's say a hundred thousand dollars more than what I made. And I would have just came short of that hundred thousand. That would have been better than what I made, yeah. you know, so set high goals and, and just go out and take massive action, do whatever it takes to get there. I love it. So good, brother. And how can people get a hold of you again? So you can either follow me on, on uh, Instagram at Real Estate Miller, um, or you can get, uh, get me on Facebook, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller. Okay. Yep. Um, very good. All right. Well, um, this was an awesome episode, bro. I, I truly appreciate you, you know, giving back out your time and uh, that's your biggest asset. So I, I do truly appreciate you donating that to the listeners and just breaking it down. So simplifying, you know, how to wholesale and cherry pick. We didn't even really talk too much about, uh, you know, you cherry picking your, the awesome deals to turn into some really good rentals. I mean, you already have six rental properties that I'm sure are uh, definitely going to be cash flowing very well for you building some passive income, which is awesome, man. We're, we're going to have to have you on again in the future and, uh, and see what your success looks like in the future. When you hit your goals, come back and, and, and talk more about that. Awesome, brother. Hey, thanks for having me on. I've, uh, really enjoyed this and, uh, and I appreciate you and I appreciate all the good content you put out there. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. I know a lot of people appreciate that. And, uh, we need more people like you putting out motivation and, uh, and good content, uh, educational content for people to learn and, and learn the business. And, uh, and so, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, Stephen Miller, appreciate you, brother. You're the man. If, uh, if you guys found value in this, make sure you go on iTunes and uh, subscribe, leave a review, send a screenshot of that over to me, and I will send you my book, Action Driven, absolutely free. Um, also, you know, if you did find value in this, make sure that you are taking action you know, write down the notes, maybe replay this, write down some notes and, uh, and really get out there, take massive action and reach out to either of us and, and let us know, you know, what you learned from it or what kind of results you received from, from taking action and, uh, and share this out to more people. So, you know, you can encourage more people to do the same. We definitely just want to cut off the limited beliefs. You know, you don't need a ton of money to get started in real estate. Uh, you really just need the right edu education, motivation, and preparing yourself to take action is the theme of this podcast, Ready, Set, Go, Real Estate Investing. So uh, with that being said, if you want to reach out to me, you can always do that at brandonelliotinvestments.com. 
or uh, anywhere on social media on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. And then on Facebook, you can check me out at facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott REI. So that being said, we're getting out of here till next time. We'll see you next Monday as always. Stay blessed guys. Steven, you're the man, man. I'll talk to you later. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.